phase three, lesson three. We are sons and daughters again. We've got two outlines. Outline number one, love. Outline number two, submission. Please put your fingers in Psalms 18, verse 25. Put your fingers in John 20, uh, also in 1 Corinthians 2, and also in John 15, verse 5. If I were to give birth to you, and the moment you are conceived, you are abducted, and I make amends to get to you, but no luck, and then finally, I find a way to get you back. When you come back to me, you won't feel that I'm your parent, because there is no bond between us. And even though you know that I'm your parent, still, you will not feel it, because... We did not bond. This means both of us are going to suffer because I did not throw you away. And I have always loved you but was just unable to get to you for some reasons. This means both of us need to spend quality time together to get to know each other and bond again. As a parent, I will always be available to you because you know where I live. But it's up to you whether you want to rekindle that relationship. This is what is happening, guys, with most Christians. They don't have time to spend with their father. Hence, they don't feel him and they don't trust him. That they only know him as God and not as their father. But he is bold. We are his children because he's our father. We came from him and we carry his seed in us. But we are also his people because he's our daddy. I mean, because he's our God. This is a kingdom language where a king calls his children his people. But we need to be mindful of him also for who he is. And when that is not revealed, guys, we stand a chance of losing so much for him because we are blocking him from giving us love as a father. Please go to Psalms 18, verse 25 and 26. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself uh, pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. Did you hear this? What this means is that whatever you know him to be, that is how he will reveal himself to you. Many of his children know him as God. Yes, they can call him uh, father in front of the congregation, but they are God-minded. And when that happens, they stand a chance of losing so much from him because they only relate to him as God. I wish people can bond with him so that they can, I mean, so that he can reveal uh, himself to them as who he really is, their father. I'm telling you guys, your day will change because even the things he will say to you when you relate to him as a father are things you will never hear from a God. Guys, imagine this. You are in court and you are a judge. There's a lawyer, there are, there are administrators and people there in court. Everyone calls you judge or they call you Lord. And then your 10-year-old uh, uh, son comes in and says, Daddy, Daddy, will you rebuke your child? No, you won't, because he is your child, and he's still young. That's why he's addressing you by, by uh, who you are to him in front of uh, other people, because you are his father. But when the child grows up, and, he, and he's now a lawyer as well, and he's standing there in court defending someone, he will address you by your title in front of people. But when you are alone, when you are alone, guys, he will address you uh, by, your, uh, by who you are to him. That's how it is, guys. We need to be mindful of this. We need to know him as our father because he is our father. So he says that to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself true. Whatever you know him to be, that's how he reveal himself to, uh, to be to you. Guys, our father is a judge as well. He's many things, right? But he's also a judge. 
So sometimes we relate to him as a judge. We forget that he's our father. We just take the law and say, Father, the law says this, 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 this. Judge, the law says this, this, and this. You understand? And he relates to us also. Right? But he's also our father. When we come to him as a father, you must know him as a father. Look at Jesus. Jesus is our Lord, he's our master, he's our king, he's our um, redeemer, he's our savior. He's our husband, he's our elder brother, he's our friend, he's all this. We are his sisters, we are his brothers, we are his friends, we are his wife, we, we are his servants as well. In fact, if you read um, Philippians 2 from verse um, 5 down, it says that he became a servant. He was a servant. Why? It's because of the duties. Because of the duties. And his father became a god then. We are servant as well because he gives us job here in the kingdom. He is the one who dishes out um, positions in the kingdom. And we relate to him as our boss because he is our boss. But when we are hurt and, and we need comfort, we relate to him as our husband because he also relates to us as a wife. You understand? But when we need a friend, someone to speak to, we relate to him as friend. Hey, Mbinji. Hey, it's Coco. You know what I mean? But also, he's our elder brother. When we need advice, counsel, when we need protection, he relates to us as, as his younger sisters and brothers. So we need to be mindful of all this. Let us go to John 20, verse 17. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not returned yet to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Do you hear this? Jesus knew. Jesus was mindful of the fact that he was his father and also his God at the same time. He is always available and he has made amends to make sure that he dwells in us, guys, by his spirit. The Holy Spirit is his spirit and he gave him to us so that we can access all there is from him. He knows that we have missed so much on each other. He understands that. He knows that, guys. Right? But he gave his spirit so that he can be in us 24 7. First Corinthians 2, verse 9. However, as it's written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thought of a man except the spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thought of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This means that his heartbeat, guys, is inside. His thoughts are very much in the inside of us. This Holy Spirit is a spirit so that while he's staying at home, he can be in us as well. He is called comforter because he wants to comfort us himself when we are crying in our legal rooms. And he is called helper because he wants to help us himself in times of trouble and bewilderment. He is called conquire, I mean, he, he is called counselor because he wants to counsel us himself when we are lost and don't know the way. He is all that you need and there is nothing we can get in the world that we cannot get from him. He was with the children of Israel and was among them. And that is because of the covenant he had with them. But he was never in them because they, they were dead. They had a dead seed. We, on the other hand, have him in the inside of us, guys. Not only, uh, not only with us or among us, but in us. We need to play our part as well and meet him halfway. 
Go to John 15 verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to remain in him as much as he remains in us because only then we can bond and get to know him better. Some of us remain in him only two seconds of the day while he's in us 24 hours. This will cause us to see him as an enemy. And this is probably why we often hear Christians say, um, he has taken my child. And when they encounter problems in life, God has done this because he's punishing me. Listen, guys, he will never punish you in a way that you cannot punish your own child. We did say that if Adam uh, um, breeds children, he will bring forth Adams. We know that Adam uh, protected himself. But he has made means. He cleans us. We are, we are back to him. Right? So he will never do that. He's not evil, guys. So he really cannot chill your child and cause him to be in an accident that leaves him, I mean, in a wheelchair. No. Whenever we don't walk by his word, Satan knows we, we are not protected. And so he puts his feet in our lives and he knows that we are going to blame our father since we know nothing about him. And that we don't even have time to bond with him. No one can know us more than the people we stay with. Even our friends cannot know us like the people we stay with at home. And this is because the people we stay with at home have spent so much time with us that they even know the next words that will come from out of our mouth. We should be like that with our father. because, But instead, guys, we run away from him because those who do not know him have portrayed him as mean and, and devious. This is our father, guys, and we need to grow in his word because his word reveals how he is. He is not at all mysterious. I can tell when someone is not close to him. And it is when a person says, he is mysterious. Guys, our father <laughs> knows himself. And he has never used that word to describe himself. He has never said, I am mysterious. He has never said that. Worst of all, Jesus, who has spent years with him, has never said, your father is mysterious. No, guys. This word mysterious means strange, puzzling, weird, secretive, cagey, and odd. How then can we say that he is secretive when he has revealed everything about himself to us and even told us who we are, guys? Uh, I really don't know him as weird, as old, as cage, or even strange. His word might seem mysterious to us because we do not understand it, but this is the reason why there are so many books written and teaching so that we can understand him better. Our minds have been blocked when our spirits were dead and, 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 and now since we have come to him, slowly but surely we become enlightened when we are acquainted with his word. He has given people gift of teachings, his word, because he wants us to know him. I mean, he wants us to know about him while we are still here. And he understands very well that it is not easy being away from him, but the damage, guys, has already been done. And we need to work with him. We need to work with what is available. This is how a grown-up uh, uh, child thinks. He is aware also, guys, that we were away for a long time. And it's difficult to bond, but we need to work together. There must come a time where we call him father whenever we address him. I cannot imagine any parent getting excited when his children addresses him by his title. I cannot come uh, inside my house and uh, and call my children, Oh, Ami, Londega, Apiwe, you know, Seba, and they're like, teacher, you know. That means they are addressing me. They are addressing me by my title it's not personal guys we all want to be personal with our loved ones that is our father guys and we need to be mindful of that fact right let us start now let us go to outline one which is love please put your fingers in john 15 put your fingers in john 3 yeah and um 
Let us uh, read First John 4, verse 16. <laughs> Order number one, love. First John uh, 4, verse 16, B says, God is love. It says, God is love. There must be a relationship of give and take if we want harmony in our lives, guys. This includes a relationship with our Father. Again, I want us to go to the beginning to get the right answers that we will understand. In phase 1, lesson 1, we spoke about this, but we are going to repeat it just to refresh our minds. God is love. This is who He is, and it is the nature of love to love other people, and love can never love alone. He does not love because we, we do good or bad things. Uh -uh. He doesn't love because we obey or we don't obey. Right? But He loves because that is who He is, guys. Before we were even brought to the picture, He was love. We had done nothing good or bad for him to be loved. He was loved. So nothing can change that because this is who he is. Right? He doesn't love us because we obey or we don't obey. But he loves us because that is who he is. That is why it is said that for God so loved the world that he gave. At the time when he gave us Jesus, we were still his enemies. But he still loved us. This means he loves enemies. When we obey him, he doesn't love us more, but we are able to receive that love because we submit under him and have a relationship whereby he can show us love. When we don't obey him, he doesn't love us less, but we don't receive love from him because he cannot show himself to those who don't obey him. You'll find that in John 14 verse 21, guys, it's impossible for him to show us love when we are far from him. This doesn't, however, mean that he will show himself uh, to us in human form, but it means that he will reveal his love to us in some form. There is no way a parent can show his love to his children if he's apart from them. This is why daddy had given us his spirit. This was his way of showing us love to be in us and with us 24-7. Please go to John 15. Verse 9 and 10. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my life. If you obey my commands, you will receive uh, you will remain in my love, just as I obeyed my father's command and remain in his love. I want you guys to think about this scripture very well. <laughs> I want you to look at it differently. Uh, Jesus was the only son um, that daddy gave birth, gave birth to, right? So daddy said to him, just as I obeyed my father's uh, commands and remained in his life. You see, that was Jesus uh, speaking. He said, just as I obeyed my father's command and remained in his love. Jesus remained in that. In other words, Jesus received uh, daddy's love because he obeyed daddy. But look at this. No, now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Why doesn't Jesus say, if you obey in my love, you will receive a daddy's love? Why he says that if we obey him, we will remain in his love? Why he says that? It is because Adam uh, came through Jesus. And Adam was to listen to Jesus. Adam was to obey Jesus, not daddy. I want you to hear this. Adam was to obey Jesus, not daddy. And he was going to receive love from Jesus and also from daddy because he obeyed daddy. If Adam did not receive uh, Jesus, he was not going to uh, receive daddy's love. In fact, it happened. Adam uprooted himself from Jesus. He, he disobeyed Jesus' command. What happened? He lost everything. He lost love. We said love is in giving. Adam, Jesus gave Adam um. Uh, the world inheritance, which was actually Jesus's, but because uh, he came through Jesus, Jesus gave Adam that inheritance, but he lost it. I did say that there is no love without giving. 
So Jesus needed to obey to receive love from his father. I don't know how life was uh, like before daddy gave birth to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but I know that it was not fun since love cannot love alone. But it is important to understand that Jesus was the result or the object of love. And as we have said that everything was created for Jesus, this was love showing itself how it's like. Daddy did not give Jesus all the things, the ownership of, the, of heaven and earth for fun. It was his way of expressing his love for him, to him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. You hear that? For God so loved the world that he gave. There is no love without giving. One expression of love is giving. Love is expressed in actions, guys. Sometimes when you find it difficult to tell people that you love them, give them something. It needs not to be a material thing. It can be your time. It can be respect. It can be a hug. It can be a phone call. It can be an SMS. It can even be help, guys. Because sometimes it's very difficult, I mean, to show, uh, to tell people that you love them. I mean, like, especially our family members, <laughs> you know, we love them to beats. We love them. But it's not easy to tell them we love them. Maybe it's because we were not taught when we were young. Because, I mean, like, we can't do something new now. Right? But we love them. So, if you, if you have a problem like mine, just uh, uh, do it in action. Show it. Don't tell them. Because... You will, feel we, you will feel weird. I mean, I do feel weird. You know, I can't tell them I love them. I can tell my friend, hey, my friend, you know, I love you and all. But I can't tell my family members. Mm -mm. I don't think so, guys. <laughs> it's weird, you know. So we can do these things um, in different ways. All these are expression of love. And they are found in the one who is the love giver. When you read the first book of the Bible, you will always, um, I mean, you will find that Adam was created after the creation of the world and not before. Why? Love always wants to make sure that you don't lack. Love wants to see you have everything that you need. Our father did not like to be just with one son. He wanted many children, but he knew that since Jesus was to stay closer to him in heaven, he cannot put seeds in him to give him more children. So he had to put Zillion seeds in Adam and have as many children as possible. Our father is so worthy that if he wants, he can create another realm where he have where he can have more children if this place is not enough. But he created the world enough. I mean, so big that Adam and Eve would have been very lonely if they did not expand. The world is enough for us, guys. He knew what he was doing when he brought us into the picture. Our earthly parents might be vessels that brought us here on earth because they were commanded to, but we did not come from them. So it is not up to them whether we come or not. You might not have a child and maybe you will leave this world without having one, but a child that was going to come through, you will definitely come through someone else. Because our father's... Our father intended that he or she was to come and he or she must receive his love. As I explained earlier that he is too wealthy that he can create another realm. If love is about giving, then why are we experiencing so much poverty while others have? Guys, we've already spoken about this, but I feel that um, emphasis is very important. Uh, let us go to Adler number two and find out. Adler number two is submission. Please uh, put your fingers in, 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 in First John 5 verse 3. John 14, um, Genesis 1, um, John 18, Genesis 2, uh, John 5, James 4, uh, John 15, um, also in John 1, right? But let us um, do outline number 2, which is submission. Love and submission, guys, can never be separated. Love and submission can never be separated. I want you to hear this. 
uh, I'm going to give you a statement and uh, if you have a pen, you can just write it down because it's very, very important, right? Love is triggered by oneness and submission is triggered by dependency. The parent will love the child unconditional because the child came from her and is part of her. But the child will, uh, will submit to the parent because she is dependent on her alone since she came from her. I want us to use uh, male figures now. Love is triggered by oneness and submission is triggered by dependency. The parent will love the child unconditional because the child came from him and is part of him. But the child will submit to the parent because she is dependent on him only since she came from him right so guys love and submission can never be separated if you want to receive love submit if you don't want to receive love don't submit it's like that guys it's like that it is like that let us go to first john 5 verse 3 this is love for god to obey his command John 14, 23 uh, and 24, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teachings. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. John 14, verse 21, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will, will, be, will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Guys, submission and love goes hand in hand, and they can never be separated. They are never separated. Right? We will go to the beginning to get what we really mean by this statement. Please go to Genesis 126. Then God said, Let us make men in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the air, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Here we are seeing love in action, guys. Daddy loves Adam so much that he gave him the earth that belongs to Jesus. He's first born to rule it. In other words, as much as our father loves Jesus, he loves Adam as much. I have said in the beginning that Jesus' position made him who he is. Right? He was not given this position because he was the most preferred son. Uh -uh. But this position demanded him to be a God and to own all of his father's estate. For, for before he was born, he had done nothing wrong or good to be, to be favored. But he was born for this position. Go, go to John 18, verse 37. You are a king, then, said Pilate. Jesus replied, you are right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. You see, you hear that? In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this came I into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. This is the lifestyle of the kingdom, guys. If our father did not love Adam the, the same way he loves Jesus, he would not have given him absolute authority over the earth. To look at another way, Jesus was the only son that he gave birth to. As Eve came through Adam, so Adam came through Jesus. This means that Jesus was responsible for Adam. And as we have said that the earth and everything came through by and for, Je uh, and for, and, and, and for Jesus, this means that the earth was Jesus' inheritance. But Jesus gave it to Adam who came through him. This was love in action. I did say that when we say God, we mean uh, the three of them because they are all God and, and equal to daddy, right? So whether we say it was daddy who created the uh, things or Jesus, both of them are God and Jesus was doing all that under daddy's instructions, right? So I want you to to understand that sorry so adam was receiving love but as we have explained that love triggers submission and submission triggers love when love doesn't receive submission it is blocked from showing love and when submission doesn't receive love it is blocked from giving respect one thing we need to understand very well though is that even even though love must receive submission there is no way love cannot love there's no way simply because the submitter comes from love you understand that you might not submit to me as your parent, you came through me. In other words, me and you are one. 
I'm a parent. You came through me. Right? So I'm going to love you because whenever I see you, I'll be seeing myself. Whenever I look at you, I'll see myself. Right? So I'll always love you. And you might disobey me. In other words, I won't be able to show you love. But I will still love you. You get that? I will still love you. But because you are disobeying me, I won't be able to show you love because you are blocking me from giving it to you. I did say that uh, love is, is expressed um, in action. And I said that there is no love without giving. So if I promise you to buy uh, something for you uh, on your birthday as my child and you disobey Obviously, I will have to punish you. I'll punish you and say, you know what? I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. In other words, I love you. I still love you. But because you are disobeying me, you are blocking me from giving that love. Do you hear that? So we must understand that there is no way love cannot love. Simply because the submitter comes from love. It is when the submitter decides not to submit that it hinders itself from getting love. All this you get from the beginning when Adam decided to be uprooted from love. Adam came from daddy through Jesus. Jesus is love. This means that Adam was likely Jesus and was love as well. So obviously he was going to get love from love. Because, um, because every time Jesus saw Adam, he saw himself. Therefore, Adam was going to receive love unconditional from both daddy and Jesus because Adam came from both of them. It was now up to Adam to submit under Jesus' authority in order for him to receive more love. Daddy had played his part of giving Adam everything that, and to be honest, nothing uh, Adam could um, need that was not available. And I know that's because Jesus had, had reproduced himself in whom? In Adam. So everything that he, Jesus, needed was what Adam would need. There was nothing also that Jesus would need from Adam because Adam came through him. And he played his part of giving whatever he needed. What was it that uh, daddy could get from Adam that he, daddy, couldn't have given himself? Genesis 2. Go to Genesis 2. Verse 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. That's it, guys. This is the only thing that daddy could not give himself. Submission. Daddy could not get things from Jesus because he is the parent. But the only thing that daddy demanded from Jesus was submission. John 5.34 My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you hear that? Jesus knew that this was the only thing that his father could not give himself. Jesus lived to please his father and that is the only thing that he needed from Jesus. The only thing. Adam was expected to submit and, and nothing else. James 4, 7. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When Jesus gave Adam this command, he wanted to give Adam more and show him more love. He, have you ever uh, thought about the fact that if daddy had given birth to Jesus and then uh, gave birth to Adam separately? We would not submit under Jesus. This is because we would have said, Aibo, he must leave us alone because we didn't come through him. You understand? But that is very clever, guys. When he gave birth to us through Jesus, he did that so that we would be dependent on Jesus. In other words, daddy wants us to be dependent. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed this, guys. In the world, we are told that we should be independent. In the world. Why? It's because Adam uprooted himself. And he was, he was independent. That's why I said that teachings of the world are not good. We must be dependent. When you are not dependent. When you are independent. It means you are not under authority. I want to hear this. 
Satan taught us that we should be independent so that we won't be under authority. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed this. Satan taught us that we should be independent. It's because he, he did not want us to be under authority. We must be dependent. There must be a person you are dependent on. I'm telling you. There must be a person you must uh, depend on. There must be. Daddy did this on, on purpose. Guys, we are not uh, speaking to the people of the world, people who are still under uh, Satan's uh, kingdom. No, 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 guys. We are of the kingdom of our father, right? Kingdom of heaven. So we are not speaking to those. So if you are under the kingdom of the world, you can just uh, stop this audio. Because the rules we live by won't be the same. And they are not the same. You will actually believe that we are crazy. No. Because I also believe that you are crazy. You understand? So, our rules contradict. You understand? They contradict each other. They contradict one another. So, uh, just put a stop and don't listen. But we should be dependent. There must be a person you are dependent on. There must be a person. Daddy did this on purpose. He made sure that we come through Jesus so that we will depend on Jesus. As it is, guys, we cannot do anything apart from Jesus. He himself said it in John 15. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't do anything. You hear that? Apart from me, you cannot do anything. And he continued by saying that he is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, we are dependent in him. That would obviously mean that we cannot do anything apart from him. Daddy did this on purpose, guys. He did not want us to fight against each other. So he made sure that we come through him. And he, Jesus, will never unlove us because we came through him in the first place. Guys, there must come a time where we realize that Daddy is very clever. And there is nothing we can do about it. Perhaps this is what uh, Jesus realized. And it caused him to obey Daddy with all his might. What happened when Adam disobeyed? What happened when Adam disobeyed? Satan took the world and its authority from him. Guys, we should be very careful with the teachings we get from the world. They actually come from Satan. But I did say that Satan will not um, rule through you directly. He will come through the system. You understand? He will rule through the system. So the systems are under his teachings. You get that? So he will come to you and say, No, 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 no. You shouldn't be dependent on this person. You must be independent. It's not like that. It's not like that. We were born to be dependent. As it is, we are dependent on Jesus whether we like it or not. Decide today to be independent on Jesus. Just decide and see what will happen to you. Decide, decide today and you will see what will happen to you. We are dependent on him. I mean, guys, if we came through him, who are we going to depend upon? Satan took the world and its authority from him. These things were given Adam so that he can fulfill his father's purpose and also to enjoy his father's belongings. But these very things were taken from him just because Adam uh, decided to be independent. Just because Adam decided to be independent, he lost everything. Be independent and you will see. Be independent, you will see. It's very important, guys. 
Let's go to John 15, 9-10. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my life. If you obey my command, you will remain in my life. Just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in his life. When children submit to God their Father, guys, they stand a chance of, of being protected and of receiving love. However, submission demands that we give up all our plans and leave the plans of the person we are submitting to. Did you hear that? Submission demands that we give up all our plans and leave the plans of the person we are submitting to. Let me make an example from Daddy and Jesus. Jesus and, and Adam. Adam and Eve. Jesus was given birth by Daddy, right? His father had so much wealth that, and it's obviously one of the reasons why he decided to have many children because he couldn't enjoy his wealth alone. Imagine if Jesus had decided to ignore his inheritance and have his own plans. Who will take care of Daddy's inheritance? No one. Imagine if Jesus said, you know what, Daddy, I know that you... You gave me all this to create so that it will be all mine. But you know what? I've got, I've got my own plans. Just leave me alone. I am independent of you. I am not going to depend on you. I've got my own stuff. I'm, uh, you know, just leave me alone. What do you think would have happened to Jesus? He would have lost everything, just like Adam. And his father was going to be disappointed because he had him in the first place so that he can work with him. Again, let's look at Adam and Jesus. Jesus owned all of Daddy's inheritance, right? But Daddy wanted uh, another son who will breed more children for him because he's, a, he's filthy rich. Then Adam came to the picture and Jesus gave him all the physical inheritance. This means Adam was to play by Jesus' rules because Adam did not know all the plans since all of it was given to who? To Jesus. Now, let's take Eve. After Jesus had given Adam all the instructions concerning the earth, Eve was now given birth, but her body was taken from hoops, from Adam's. Right? Who receive all the instructions of the head. We must be very careful, guys, to understand the pattern that he uses because he has every reason for doing it. What Adam was given regarding the head, guys, was enough for him to retain the head. And even um, and Eve was to listen to Adam since the plans were given to who? To Adam. So, how did they lose everything? Remember that daddy gave Jesus, who gave Adam, who gave Eve the instructions. Remember that? I repeat that. Daddy gave Jesus, who gave Adam, who gave Eve the instructions. This means the instruction will pass down to the list. Not because the list was this important, but because we are all under authority. In fact, you'll find that in, in, in 1 Corinthians 11. Yeah, you'll find that in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. He says that, now we must realize that the head of, of men is Christ, the head of woman is men, and the head of Christ is God. We all should be under authority. Daddy did this on purpose, guys. He did this on purpose. So it's not because the list was less important, but because we are all under authority and we all must submit to authority. The problem started when the submitter ignored the higher authority. When Eve gave instruction to Adam, this is when things changed, guys. This means that the submitter had this means that if the submitter had maintained her position of submitting, none of what happened would have transpired. Mm -mm. Now to be honest with you, the only thing that stands between you and Jesus are your own plans. Simple guys. Jesus never had his personal plans. I don't know if you hear this. Jesus never had his personal plans because he had to take what his father gave him. His father already had his plans. His father had his plans. You get this? Jesus never lost his position because he never had plans of his own. In other words, we are to take plans from higher authority, guys. We are to take plans from higher authority. Where did you get your plans? 
Why? Because that is very important. Guys, I want us to read uh, Ephesians 5, verse 22 to verse 33, so that we will uh, understand this thing more, right? Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, from verse 22 to verse 33, he says, Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. Guys, in other words, we are Christ's um, wife, right? Now, I'm going to use me and um, as an example, right? I'm going to use myself as an example. He says, Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. Jesus is my husband, right? So, I must submit in all things under him. It means that if I submit to Jesus... Automatically, I'm submitting under daddy because daddy gave Jesus all the instructions, right? For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the savior, right? So Jesus is my husband and he is my head. In other words, I must get uh, uh, plans from Jesus because he is the head of, he is my head, right? Because I am his wife. Okay, um, I want to make an uh, example as well. Uh, when, I was, um, when I was still under the kingdom of, of Satan, uh, under the kingdom of the world, I had my own plans. I, um, I wanted to be something else, right? But when I came back to my father, my father had given Jesus authority, right? The authority is in Jesus. He's our head, right? So when I came back to my father, he... Jesus told me of another plans. Don't be. You are no longer go, uh, you, you are no longer uh, to do what you wanted to do. But this is what I want you to do. So <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I shed tears. Maybe not a river, a sea. I'm telling you, sea, not a river. I shed tears because I was not used to be under authority. I was taught in the world that I must be independent. So I. Uh, I did whatever I wanted to do because I wanted to be independent as well. But when I came here and Jesus said he wanted me to do something else, I cried. I cried because I'm not used to be under authority. I'm not used to be dependent. You get what I mean? In fact, I had plans so that I won't be independent. I mean, so that I won't be dependent on anyone. I had plans. I knew the house of the kingdom of the world. So I knew the house of getting whatever I wanted in the world because I was taught that I must be independent. So I did that. You understand? So when I came to uh, to my father, <laughs> Jesus said, now you know what, Ndombe? This is what I want from you, right? I cried, guys. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I never shed so much tears in my life, right? But I came to terms with it because slowly but surely I started learning the truth that I must be under authority. I must listen to my authority. I must be under um, Jesus, right? Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Okay, guys, I'm not married physically, right? So Jesus is still my husband. In fact, if you read uh, the Gospel of Matthew 19, you'll find that Jesus says that for the kingdom, if you don't want to get married, don't get married. He says that. He said, if you don't want to get married, don't get married for the kingdom. And do the work of the kingdom. If you don't, if you don't get married, if you are in the kingdom of heaven, though, and you don't want to get married, don't. If you say, you know what, I don't think I, 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 I want a man who will tell me to jump, and I will have to say how high. Because if you don't say how high, you will be disobeying Jesus 
in other words, you must obey to your husband. If you are married physically, he must say jump and you say how, how, how high. If you don't say how high, then you are, you are not obeying Jesus. You cannot say, Jesus, please give me laws. Uh-uh, you are going to get laws from your husband. You are going to get laws from your husband. Right? The problem starts when we disobey Jesus and marry people who Jesus does not approve of. And then they give us different laws. And we think that, hey, this husband is troubling me, is abusing me. Uh-uh. It's not so. We disobey Jesus. Obviously, the wages of, of, of sin is what is that. You, you are living like that because of, you understand? It's very important to understand this. But if you want to get married, don't get married. Unless Jesus tells you to get married. Because sometimes he puts together a wife and a husband so that they can do his work. He says, you know what, I want you to, to get married because I want you to do this for me with uh, the person I'm going to bring to you. You know, so you must get married so that you will both do this thing, right? So don't never stand in Jesus' way. He's, he is our authority, right? If you are not married, he is your authority. So if, if he says you should get married, please get married, even if you don't want to. We all have that kind of a problem because we were in the world and we saw how marriages were like and we said, you know what, I'm going to be independent. I don't want any man. I don't want to get married. So we were all, we were all like that. No one is blaming you. We were all like that. When I came here, I was also like that, right? When I came back to my father, I came back. I came with that mentality. My mind was ruined because of what I saw in the world. We all in the world. We all, we all want to get married, but those who those who are married, they want to go. You understand? They want out. They want out. So we must renew our minds now. If Jesus says, no, I want you to get married, get married. Never stand in Jesus' way because if you're not married, he's your authority. He gives you laws. You understand? Uh, verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blemish. You understand? Jesus loved me so much that if Adam, I did say that if Adam uh, gives birth, he would give birth to Adam. So I'm an Adam. I was uprooted. But he did not come and, 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 and punch me and use me as his punching bag and say, you, why did you, uh, why did you approach yourself? You know, but he just came here. He was identified with us. He died with us and he was raised first and we are now grafted back to him. He gave off his blood. We are clean. In fact, he came here to die so that he will give off his blood. That's why he came here. He came so that he can give off his blood, right? And, and bring the kingdom of our father here, right? So we are cleansed. So he fought for me. He gave me the word, the word that Adam rejected. He did not say, oh, you know what, Father, they rejected it. L let me leave them like that. Uh -uh. He said, Father, I'm going down there. The words that Adam rejected, I'm going to give it to them. I want them to be clean. I want them to be clean. He says, hey, by the washing um, with water through the word. So he gave us the word. He left the word behind so that we will be clean. You understand? And then he says that in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. You understand? If you want to see uh, how much Jesus loved me, you, I mean, if you want to see how much Jesus loved himself, 
You must look at the way he treats me. You understand? The way he treats me reveals how much he loves himself. It's very important to understand this, guys. It's very important. I'm under Jesus. I'm not married physically. I'm under Jesus. So the way he loves me will reveal how much he loves himself. He doesn't punch me. doesn't use me as his punching bag. He doesn't abuse me. He cleanses me to make sure that I am holy before him. He presented me to himself holy. He gave of his blood. He died for me. He loves me. This is love. I'm receiving love. I'm still receiving that love. But for me to, uh, to keep on uh, receiving this love, I must submit under him. That day I decide not to, uh, not to submit under him, I will never receive that love again. I won't receive it again. So the way he loves me, he loves me, is, is seen um, in the way he treats me. I mean, the way he loves himself, he's seen in the way he treats me. For this, uh, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united uh, to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. All right. Uh, Jesus gave of his blood. We did speak about this in lesson uh, 7 and lesson 10. We said that blood is physical. When Jesus was on the cross, that blood was physical. Blood, blood is not spiritual, guys. Covenants are instituted spiritually, but uh, the blood is physical. Uh, they, they did not see the Holy Spirit taking the blood and everything, but why? Because uh, they were using um, their spirit, uh, I mean, they, they were using their flesh eyes. You know, Satan killed our uh Kill that spiritually so that we won't see what is going on in the spirit realm. We can't even see that dirty work is doing here on earth because we are using our flesh eyes. We believe everything and we say, everything is like this because God did this. We can't see it. Satan orchestrating evil in the, in the spirit realm and causing accident and killing people and causing poverty all over. And we think, daddy did this. God did this. Satan did it on purpose. That's why we are using our flesh eyes. So the Holy Spirit took that blood. Jesus took that blood. He went home. He said, Mary, don't touch me. I'm going home. He had to offer that blood. You get that? So Jesus uh, made us one. We became one. When I get uh, saved, I did say we're using our, uh, our flesh eyes. The Holy Spirit is here on earth. And he cleanses us. He cleanses us. When you accept uh, Jesus as, as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit cleanses your body. He cleanses your spirit. I mean, the blood uh, uh, cleanses um, the spirit. So, uh, the Holy Spirit cleanses uh, your spirit. He cleanses you. In other words, you have Jesus' uh, body in you. I mean, you have Jesus' blood in you. And blood is physical. You and Jesus are one. You and Jesus are one. We are a family now. In fact, if you read, uh, I, I think it's, it's Ephesians 3. It's Ephesians 3, uh, where Paul is praying, verse 15, 14 and 15. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derive its name. Did you hear that? For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derive its name. So Paul was actually saying that we are one big family. We are one big family. They are there in heaven. We are here on earth, but we are one huge, big family. We are the church. We are the church. Our head office is there in heaven. We are one big family. You understand? We are one with Jesus. Right? 
And then it says that this is a profound mystery, but I'm uh, talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you uh, must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. You get that, guys? This is very uh, clear. It's very clear. So if you are married uh, physically, you know that you don't go to Jesus and ask for laws if you're a wife. You don't. Hey, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I'm asking for laws because I don't want this husband's laws. Uh-uh. Mm -mm, doesn't work like that doesn't work like that you get plans from your husband the problem happens when we disobey jesus and we marry people jesus doesn't approve of but yeah jesus uh loves us so much that he loves us so much that uh he will make amends he will give you advice as to how you can help your husband get saved you understand you'll find that i think it's first peter uh chapter three he says you don't keep speaking about jesus to your husband jesus this jesus this if, if your husband is not safe jesus this, this your husband would be like what the hell are you talking about you are busy telling me about another man i'm a man you're busy telling me about a man who stays outside of this room you understand because to them jesus is another man you understand so he tells us to just submit to them actions he says actions are important Stop, uh, stop talking about Jesus, but just, sure, just submit him so that he will see, wow, Jesus has done this to you. And then also, and then also he will get saved because he will see change in you. He will be saved because he see change in you. If you don't change, he won't save. He won't get saved. If you don't change, he won't get. So we understand. We, um, we disobey Jesus and we suffer all this. Uh, <laughs> we suffer for it right we suffer for breaking the rules but jesus uh, gives us um um he gives us advice he gives us advices as to how we can uh, uh we can solve uh the problem so it is very important guys it is very important right so if you are husband uh, if you are married physically know that jesus has given that authority and you must submit to your husband. It's simple, guys. It's simple, guys. Perhaps this is the reason why we uh, Christians don't submit under Jesus. We've got so many plans of our own. That if we have to submit to Jesus, we have to give up our own plans. But establishing these guys will make a great difference in our life. Knowing who's, who is your authority is very important. Right now, just stop this audio and think about it. Who is your authority? Do you listen to your authority? Do, do you submit to your authority? Just sit down and think about it. Sit down and think. About, if you don't understand, go somewhere, find, um, find a solution and be under authority because we were all born to be under authority. Jesus did that on purpose. Daddy did that on purpose and we must understand the way they do things. Right? So in order for us, guys, to receive love, we must submit. Most importantly, Adam came from daddy. This means there was no other person Adam would depend on except daddy. Therefore, submission is triggered by dependency. And when Adam decided not to submit, he lost everything that he could have gained had he submitted. Right? On the other hand, daddy could never hate Adam or Jesus because they came from him. 
Whenever daddy saw Jesus in Adam, he saw himself. He saw part of himself. Therefore, he could never hate any of them. This means love is triggered by being one with a person. Daddy was one with them since they came from him. This is why he still loved um, the world even when the world hated him. Go to John 1 verse 10 and 11. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not receive him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. This is because love will always love because love is triggered by oneness. He knew we came from him. Even though we were dead and had become his sinners, we originally came from him. Guys, this is very important. When Adam decided to uproot himself from Jesus, he lost everything. He lost his inheritance and became poor. Guys, when we disobey, we don't receive. It's simple as that. But I think it's also important to find out what is it that you want. It's very important. I am giving you pearls here, guys. It's very important. Find out what is it that you want. And then find out who's your authority. You know, once you establish that, I'm telling you, you are good to go. One, if you say no, you know what? I want the things of the world. Then it's simple. The kingdom of darkness is your authority, right? If you want the things of the world, then the kingdom of, of darkness is your authority. So you have to get teachings from the kingdom of darkness. You have to, you have to get them from the world, right? In other words, Satan will have to be your ruler. And guys, you must know this. You must understand this. Sometimes, most of us are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge will always destroy us, guys. You'll find that in Hosea 6 verse 4 or Hosea 4 verse 6. That it says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. So first, uh, take a pen and paper. Write down, my authority is, put a dash, this is what I want, put a dash. And then, and then uh, go back, uh, okay, and then go back to what you want. If you say, I want the things of the world, then I want the things of the world. Write it down. Writing is very important. I want the things of the world. And then you ask yourself, who will give me these things? Jesus said that we shouldn't seek other things of the world. So obviously he won't give you. In other words, you won't be under Jesus' authority. So you must go uh, to the top and say, my authority is uh, Satan. You understand? I want the things of the world. My authority is Satan. So that you will get the house of the kingdom of darkness. Guys, this is very important. Many people don't have things because they lack the house. I am giving you the house here. In fact, these are house to kill yourself. If you want to destroy yourself, say, I want the things of the world. And then write, Satan is my authority. And then get the house. I, I gave you the house. I say how uh, the house number one, uh, but the honest one. Because we are already here on it. You must be educated. If you're not, if you're not educated, you can't get the house. I said number two, use your gift. You will be rich. Use your gift and skills, right? You'll get the things of the world. Number three, I said be a devil worshiper, kill people, right? Even though that one will lend you straight to hell, straight to hell, right? You'll get a ticket straight, a ticket straight, guys, to hell, right? And I said number four, you can sleep your way up, or you can bribe the officials of of the head right then you can have the things of those are the house guys i'm giving you the house but these things will lead you to destruction because jesus says that in first john 2 verse 15 17 he says do not love the things of the world if anyone loves the things of the world the love of the father is not in him the boasting the last of the eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father 
you can't say you are a doctor because uh because uh daddy wanted you to be a doctor uh -uh. you are a doctor because you knew the house of the kingdom of darkness right he said he then says in verse 17 but he who does the will of the father is the one who remained forever the one who does the will guys of the father so these things of the earth they are the house of the earth right but they will destroy you they will destroy you they will lend you straight uh, to hell right but then if you say okay uh, this is what I want and you put a dash and you write that you want to fulfill your father's plans in other words you are seeking his kingdom just, just write Matthew 6 verse 33 to support what is it that you want because he says that seek my kingdom we did say his kingdom has a system just like the kingdom of the world has, has its own system so if you say you want uh, uh, that things of the kingdom of heaven so you must understand also I'm giving you the house as well, right? So, right, uh, the Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seek my kingdom and my righteousness, and everything will be given to you, right? Which things are the things that he mentioned, if you start from verse 25, so are the needs, right? The needs to fulfill your, uh, the needs to fulfill his vision, right? Then you say, this this is what I want. You put a dash, I want to uh, uh, to work for the kingdom of heaven. And then you say, my authority is, obviously, right Jesus, because he's the one who has authority over the kingdom, right? And then also I'm giving you the house as well. I'm giving you pearls, guys. I'm giving you the house also. Because the people who are under the kingdom, I mean, the people who have come back to their father, but they are still under the uh, the, the, the kingdom of, of darkness. They are still under that system, right? Because they don't know the house. They lack the house. So they think daddy is unfaithful and Jesus is unfaithful, but no, it's because the lack the house are lacking right so if you uh want the things uh of the earth to fulfill daddy's vision you must follow the leading of the holy spirit i did say that there's nothing we can get from our father that is not ready that is not already at our disposal right everything is uh, is available in other words you follow the leading of the holy spirit the holy spirit will lead you to your needs the Holy Spirit will lead you to your needs because you want the things of the earth because you want to fulfill that the, the, the vision of your authority, of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is staying there in you. He will lead you to those needs. That's what he does. He's here in you so that he will lead you to provision. Provision, follow a vision. Find out from your authority uh, what is it that he wants you to do then after that uh, follow the leading of the holy spirit even if it seems stupid because your mind is blocked so obviously it will seem stupid because your mind is blocked so follow his leading follow his leading and then he is leading you to the provision in other words, because you are here on earth and Jesus is staying there at home and he's fulfilling his vision here on earth through us, he will give us the things of the earth, but uh, to do what? His work, right? He will also say, maybe go to school and study because you must know how to read. I did explain this previously. I said, I cannot uh, write these teachings in tongues. I can't even write tongues. I don't even understand what's going on when I speak in tongues, let alone you who, I mean, really right so you need to go to school so that you'll be able to fulfill jesus's plans you must be able to do that guys it is very important <clears throat> sorry it's very important the house are very important so jesus will be your authority then guys it, it's very simple 
It's very simple. You just need to know the house. The house are very important. I'll keep saying this. The house are very important. In fact, in all our lessons, I might mention this thing about the house because I want this thing to get in, in, in your mind. Because without the house, you can't survive. Right? So it is very, very important, guys. So this is how Adam blocked love. And all of us are suffering from his uh, disobedience because the damage is done. What we can do, though, is learn from his mistake and don't do what he did. Because our father wants to give us love and only disobedience stands in the way. Now, if you have... Um, this is very, very important because there are children who, uh, who think their parents don't love them. And they don't understand why. Right, so I, I, I want to solve that problem as well since we are speaking about love. Right, when your parents uh, uh, doesn't love you, don't feel sad, don't feel bad. Why it is not your fault, it is not your fault. As I said, that when they look at you, they see themselves. So if they don't love you, it is because they don't love themselves. Right, it's because they don't love themselves. If they did love themselves, they will love you as well. So never feel bad. But we have our father. Remember that your, your mother, your physical mother and your physical father is, is Adam, right? You are also Adam. So be grafted back to your father. That is it, guys. Be grafted back to your father and receive love from your father, straight from your father. But, but if, you, if you have a physical parent who, who knows the truth and is revealing how your father is, it's good, guys. It's good. In fact, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. You have a good father. You have a good father. In fact, you should thank your heavenly father. Because you have a good father. Right? But there are those people who are caught between um, parents who uh, don't know the truth yet. Who don't want Jesus. Right? And then they, um, they are caught between the two. They don't know what to do. You know? They understand the truth, but their parents don't understand the truth. It's simple, guys. It's simple, right? We also have parents in the Lord who will teach us the truth, right? Jesus himself has said that we should respect our parents. We must respect our parents, our physical parents, our biological parents, right? But we must never disobey him, Jesus, at any expense. So if they give you laws that are contrary to what Jesus, I mean, don't take them. Respect them. It. It's possible, guys, to respect someone and don't do what they want you to do. It's possible. It's possible. Jesus understands that we are here. And then when we come back to him, our physical parents might not know the truth. Right? So, But he wants us to uh, submit under him. In fact, if you read, I think it's Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10, where he says, uh, do not love your earthly mother more than him. Do not love your earthly father more than him. Do not love your child more than him. He says, if you do that, you are not worthy of him. Why did he say that? Why did he say that? I'll tell you why. He, he said that because the person you love most, you will respect that person. You will submit to the person you love most. It happens um, automatically, guys. It happens automatically. So that's why he wants us to... Uh, be mindful of the fact that we love him more than our earthly parents so that we will submit under him. That's why he said it. It's very important, guys. Right? So, uh, 
we are finishing right now. In fact, we are done. But I want you to realize that your father wants to give you love. Jesus wants to give you love. He wants to show you love. But he cannot do it if you don't submit under him. Right? Thank you. That was lesson three.